0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the S.A.P., the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your boy, yeah. Dave Neal, with my fiance and co-host, Tasha Marie Courtney. Well, yeah. thank you. For those wondering, if you're... Uh, major feedback. You're major feedback? Yeah. Like what, like, what kind of major feedback?
1: A lot of feedback. Like, is
0: it feedback or is it the sound of the car? No. Well, here, you try to hold this and do your thing.
1: Oh, that fixed it. Did it
0: fix so it? You. You're electric. I'm electric, baby. Boogie, <laughs> woogie, woogie. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're listening to the audio version only, we are on a car cast heading east to Kentucky from yeah. Los Angeles, California. You've caught us in the great state of Kansas. Road why, trip. Why does it sound windy? Is that just great American that, Christmas? Oh, yeah, you your window trip. down. Part one. Part one. We'll probably be doing another car cast for the New Year's Eve episode, but uh, fear not, folks. I think the audio is pretty good. You can hear us just fine. And uh, can you believe we've made it this far, 1,700 miles east of Los Angeles?
1: 1,706, according to the trip.
0: Here's let's let's recap out. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, do people care? Maybe I don't know. Um, we we made it to. We didn't make it three hours into our journey before the first flat tire.
1: <laughs> don't say first. Uh, yeah, that's that's correct. Well, what happened first? The traffic jam? Yeah, the traffic jam was first, right? We, we were driving along 15, and we get a notification pops up on Waze that says there's like a 36-minute delay or well, something first crazy of all, like you that. you said you
0: were driving along the 15 like our buddy who listens in Sussex, England gives a fuck about the highway number.
1: I'm just trying to paint a picture. Let me live my life, Dave. So, back to what I was saying... Well, here and here's why. This provides context because it's a two-lane highway in the middle of nowhere. This is the highway that takes you basically from Los Angeles to Vegas, right? We're passing the Mojave Desert, a long ass stretch of nothing, and it's two lanes in either direction. And this is the kind of place where, like, you have to be careful and pay attention and make sure that you have gas in your tank because you could be going. You could run out of gas and the next s- exit that has gas might be 50 miles away. For sure. So this, the, uh, let me paint you a picture. We're on the 15, we get a notification that there's a accident up ahead and it's like an over half hour delay. And then like seven minutes later, we get another notification that says there's been Fucking an additional, you, watch out.
0: That guy's an oh asshole. Oh
1: my Lord. That guy is an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. At some point, you got to put
0: the gas on and not the brakes. We're not going backwards, folks. We're going east.
1: Uh, That guy was at fault. Babe, are you going to let me finish? No, finish, please. I just avoided an
0: accident. And for those wondering, I am safe. My eyes are on the road. We're just having a normal. He's not
1: wearing headphones. I'm
0: not wearing headphones.
1: We are being very safe. You could put on cruise control. Oh, we're going to need to stop for gas. I have cruise
0: control on. I just had to slam my brakes. (laughs) on Cruise control doesn't prevent assholes. from <laughs> All right, cutting so we off. get a
1: notification that it's going to be an additional like 45 minute delay, and um, all in all, it's going to cost us like two hours, right? So, yeah, they said
0: you know wait you know Waze doesn't know. They're like oh it could be two hour delay. Yeah,
1: like, it just keeps adding up.
0: Hazardous materials, there's a car on fire. All yeah, there.
1: I think a truck probably caught. So fire someone had or a something. worse day than we did, and they completely shut down the freeway. So we decide we're going to make some uh, lemonade out of lemons. And we pull off and that area is actually really beautiful. One of my favorite drives I've ever driven was um, from Vegas to Palm Springs. I had a friend's birthday in Vegas and then the next morning I had a show in Palm Springs. And the GPS would tell you to drive practically all the way back to Los Angeles and make like a big triangle instead of going straight south. Um, but there's an old highway there that goes through the Mojave National Preserve. And honestly, it's one of my favorite drives I've ever done. It's beautiful. Because you're on those... What's that movie? Cars. That Disney Pixar movie, Cars, that's like beautiful desert, middle of nowhere. The highway is like one lane either direction with a yellow line down the middle. And you pass no other cars beautiful. you yeah, It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. A, you're
0: going back in time, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. You're going exactly. back in time before these mega highways. You don't see any highways. other cars
1: on the freeway. It's... It's just really like picturized. We're not driving
0: to Kentucky Drive. to sit on Oh, we're on already
1: a losing our battery on It's almost. all
0: right. We're not driving to Kentucky to, you know, stay, stick on a major highway the whole time. We're trying to see part of the country. We're trying to, you know, go off the beaten path. And that was the good part about the, the fact that there was traffic up ahead is it diverted us. So we're able to go to this tiny, you know, middle of nowhere. Oh, and we didn't mention that Santa, uh, Tasha Santa, got us a drone. So we've been doing amazing aerial shots of all of our photography and exploration, which uh, for those listening that follow the social media, you might have seen some, uh, I would say, pretty incredible professional. I mean, it looks like we have a helicopter following us around.
1: That's right? pretty cool. You're really taken to this drone.
0: But let's be honest. You dr- Speaking about the drone, you I think you're surprised at my piloting capabilities.
1: Yeah. To be honest, I was really very impressed by how quickly you learned that controller i mean you saw me trying to play mario kart the other night
0: yeah i wasn't raised
1: on video games I, my thumbs don't know how to. it it doesn't exactly make sense to me one's accelerating one's turning i i, I don't really know
0: it's just like your hand job capabilities <laughs> it's like a little less on the thumbs honey <laughs> please you're hitting the wrong joystick there holy cow but the, but the drone is... I mean, the first time I used it, I almost gave you an eyebrow threading accidentally. <laughs> I was trying to go up and I went like at Forward. you. But this thing stops on a dime. I mean, it's really... I They should be a sponsor, Mavic. They make a mini. Their, their, their normal normal drones, like $1,300. The minis half that. And it's only 249 and a half grams, which means you don't need like a special certification. You to, don't like, have to register with the it. FAA. But they tell you, you got to keep it under 400 feet. But that's one of those things. That's like when you... When Viagra, they would say, be careful if you have a boner, though. Last more than five hours, call the doctor. I feel like dudes heard that they were like, "Fucking right!" And the drone, it's like, "Oh, please keep it under 400 feet." And you're like, "Under 400?" Now we're playing. They're like, "Please do not drive it over 70 miles an hour." (laughs) But it's got these like templated modes where it can, you know, just really kick ass. And I think that's, I don't know, it's been great. It's just a, it's a, it's an added bonus to a lot of what we're trying to do, which is, you know, tell our story. Because that's all we're trying to do, right? Is tell our story, and it's another way along with well the you don't
1: let me tell any story oh. you didn't even tell them that when we pulled off we saw beautiful sand dunes
0: that's where we a took the drone way. that's what i was getting towards so <laughs> we pulled over thank you for helping steer the ship <laughs> um drones on autopilot and uh we pulled over there was these amazing sand dunes in the middle of what was probably the mojave desert and it's We're a great there and it's a great time of year if you're listening in the future it's december 22nd here as uh we record this in kansas And uh, yeah, it's great to see deserts in the winter. You get to see, you know, we'll foreshadow what we'll talk about in a little bit, but you get to see uh, the desert in its beauty with like this. It's got snow and just sand for miles. And the drone really shows that off what like I think the, you know, the, the cell phone can't capture what the drone captures. The drone is just like seeing an endless array of nothingness. And that's exactly what we have here in Kansas.
1: Yeah, although Kansas, I'm gonna uh, n- don't want to rag on you, Kansas, but n- not the prettiest state so far.
0: Not much happening <laughs> in Kansas.
1: <laughs> At least not along the I 70 mean, freeway. Yeah, you don't
0: get to compete with Utah and Colorado. I mean, those are some dynamic states. Holy cow! Anyone so in Utah? That was
1: stop one was our little pit stop. But hold on, here Tasha. Mojave. I'm sorry. I
0: don't mean to interrupt you, but we didn't get to the flat tire.
1: That's w- that's exactly so what I s- was about to say. Okay. This is the guy that you had a break for.
0: What an asshole. And he's now passing Kansas you because you are driving
1: he's exactly the Kansas, speed limit on the 028 freedom.
0: LUE. If anyone sees <laughs> those Kansas plates.
1: Stop. That's not right, zero, Dave.
0: Uh, 028 or 028. Either way, red, uh, red uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. All
1: right. So back to the, the him, main story, still. babe. The main story. Uh, so, oh, like I was saying about the gas, we were getting low. And we are about to pass an exit where there's gas. Dave asks me should we stop for gas? And I say, yes. And I, I'm pretty sure I said yes four times. I think it was one of those where like you asked me and I could see the blank look in your eyes when I said yes. And so I said yes again. And a- again, when I saw that you weren't getting over to get off the exit. I love that you exit. tell this
0: story like it's a deposition and you know, I'm going to be found guilty.
1: <laughs> like
0: you've got so much bias to this story, but continue. Well, you
1: admit Anyway, So Dave passes the exit where there's gas, and I look at the map, and the next gas station is probably, I don't know, 100 miles away, and we probably only have about Forty to sixty. Left but according in the tank.
0: to the dashboard on the Prius, well, we would get there with twenty miles to spare.
1: But but that's just not how it works when you get low in the Prius.
0: The Prius is wonky.
1: The when you get low, it, it'll tell you. You can press the little trip button. It'll say how many miles to empty. It's just not accurate when you start to get like under a hundred. Miles it, it goes like twice as fast as, as you cover miles on the road, especially
0: so. as we're like going through mountains and all that. Yeah, you can really chew hills. up for miles, yeah. So, so while there's probably an, a 95% chance we would have made it just okay, I don't think we would have made it. I wasn't willing to risk on the first leg <laughs> of a long ass road trip. Us getting stranded in on a deserted highway because I couldn't do the mileage because right. Because
1: we ran out of gas. Because I've so had this
0: problem once before in New Mexico, and I had to turn the air... In the in the dead of, dead of the summer, I had to turn the air conditioning off because that takes away a couple miles per gallon. We had to put the windows up, and we had to go like 40 miles an hour just because it was the perfect speed to go. Anyway, so I decided we got to U-turn it or else we won't be able to get gas.
1: So and Dave uses one of those little... What would they be called exactly? Those things through the median where, like, cops hide out to catch it's speeders? It's gravelly
0: turnaround.
1: Yeah, it's a little turnaround that basically is in the middle of both sides of the freeway. So Dave starts to take one of these turns at about 80 miles per hour, slams on the brakes, cars behind us, and we get a flat tire.
0: But it's important to note I had to do that. Like I couldn't you can't slowly go into this turn. The cars behind me are going 80 miles an hour and I got to get to a stop. Well, I think I what
1: you do stop. is you sl- put your flashers on, alert them that something's happening so that they have some warning to slow down, babe. You just saw the gravel and went for it.
0: Listen, Mario Kart, okay, <laughs> I tried the best and then we made it all the way back to get gas.
1: We had to so knowing we, we basically were driving 15 miles in the wrong direction to go back to the exit that we passed that dave didn't get off at and uh yeah then then there we called every shop in town no no i want to
0: give you credit so i know you like to get quiet and listen to me when you know i'm going to give you credit right there she is she's ready for it um i i before we knew we had a flat i filled up on the gas And then I came around the car. I started driving away and I could just tell it felt a little bumpy. I was like, oh, the road feels bumpy. It wasn't the road. So I get out and I just see a complete flat, not like a low tire. Like there is no air in the tire. And I go, Tasha. And by the way, I did the same thing when I broke your cell phone screen. I go, Tasha, um, we have a problem. And I feel like the last time I was this serious was when I proposed. <laughs> I was like, Tasha? You do
1: get a look on your face because 99% of your life is just a joke to you and everyone else. And so when something's serious, you get this very ashen look on your face. Because I don't face. want you to
0: misinterpret me and be like, oh, you're kidding. And then I want to like slowly be like, look, I hit a baseball through your window. Like, I want to tell you very, I want I didn't do that, but that, as a kid, I probably did that plenty of times. And I would have to knock on the neighbors. You know, my mom would make me would be like miss, Mrs. Uh, Smith. Just so you know, I, and that, you know what I mean? You got to fucking lead with the, you know, if it bleeds it leads and uh, this bled all right, out of the tire, the air bled. And, um, Sure enough, it was... And, and, you know, there's a town, maybe 3, 4... It's probably 10 a.m. at this point. There's maybe 3 or 4 tire places. I call the first guy ethnic guy. Um, I, he was some, some level of Asian. Um, not important to the story, but... Uh, I don't know, maybe it is. And he really tried to rip me off. He told me, he was like, look, getting your tire fixed is going to cost you $500 anywhere else. I'll do it for 250 I was like, oh, cool, man, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually found the puncture, and I, I knew from previous flats the puncture was... Right in the center of the tire, it was a clear like you could pssst, like you could hear the puncture. Clearly, we ran over something like a nail, which is honestly probably the best thing you can run over. You know, you don't want to slash your tire. That's that's gonzo. So anyway, we were able to take it to a guy that was open, get it patched, sixty bucks. Oh no, forty bucks. Gave them a good twenty dollar tip uh, for just being fucking honest. You know what I mean? Like they were honest. But we were
1: we were on, we were lucky that there was there were multiple places that could fix a flat or get us a new tire in this town because we really were in like one of two towns along this highway, pretty much the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and, we had to call what four places before we found that place. The one guy was like, "I'm not going to be in for about 45." <laughs> yeah, this or wasn't so. a town. Ta-
0: this was a town with nothing around. The other around.
1: place that like said it, said they had tires on their Yelp. They didn't have tires. And then
0: I showed up, t- so I filled it up with air, knowing I had probably five minutes I could drive it before it flatten again, and I, and I drove it to one place, and there was. Five garage doors open with cars on the inside, not a person in sight. And I was like, "Hello!" And it was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Probably like, the
1: guy was just like taking a poo.
0: Maybe he's like pinching <laughs> he's one like off. He's
1: the one guy in the. He
0: hears me in the background. Hello, anybody home? And he's like, wait "It's gonna be a minute." <laughs> I got Bud Mud from the night before, Ew. and yeah, um, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had Bud Mud. I don't drink enough uh, beer anymore.
1: Oh, that's what that means. What do you
0: think Bud Mud I was? I thought it was
1: like a way to make butt rhyme with mud.
0: No, it's when you have too many brewskis <laughs> and you just shit it out the next day <laughs> your internship, and they're like, "Where's Intern Dave?" And they're like, hey, "He's gonna be a minute. <laughs> he's uh, in the sports section <laughs> in Ew, the stall." Oh,
1: Bud. Bud like mud. Budweiser.
0: Yeah, like Budweiser it rhymes. It's and it's not, it's not. like. It's not like it's actual mud. It's mud's close enough to. Sh- Don't make me kill the joke. Anyway, so they patched the tire. And the best part for you is, is of all places, you, you we we get our tire patched right next to where they have the vegan milkshakes. Yes. So you made you made a you made a fucking meal out of it.
1: Well, not only that, they had um, it was a some sort of burger place. Fat burger. Okay, and they had the Impossible Burger, and they had a gluten-free bun, and they had a vegan milkshake with coconut whip whipped cream. I mean, literally, that would be hard to find in Los Angeles, a place that has all of the above. And this place in the middle of nowhere, I mean, granted, it did cost like $26. The milkshake was 10 bucks.
0: But then I drink whatever is <laughs> left of the milkshake and I uh, can barely keep my eyes open driving because, you know, you know me you have my sugar, sugar addiction, crash. that's my, like, you know, I just took heroin and I'm just, you know, smiling in an alley somewhere because i had a vegan milkshake but anyway we made it through um, vegas and our first night we stayed in mount zion which is a beautiful national park zion baby zion uh, uh no we went to st george uh right st george yep, st george. george which is the town at the beginning of zion national park and it's i mean this we it's 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 amazing for all of our los angeles listeners it's only a six hour drive from la i mean that's nothing right i can do that in my sleep and uh, once you get there, it's beautiful red rock uh, formations, canyons. I mean, really amazing. And uh, we uh, spent the first night there, stayed at La Quinta, which, by the way, I mean, I, I, it's not often I rave about a hotel. But, you know, for a good 40 $50 hotel, La Quinta came prepared. It was a really nice stay. Really clean, good continental breakfast, waffle maker. You know what I mean? Like it. It was. Yeah.
1: In the first place, the dog fee was twenty dollars, and the second place, the dog fee was free. The dog stayed free. So. So we
0: go for so day two we leave, St. George. We go through. Well,
1: can we say a little more about Zion? It's gorgeous, but. I don't know about you. I was not really prepared for it to be so cold. And I think I had an idea that it would be cold, especially in the mornings and evenings. But all of these national parks that we visited, it was below 30 degrees the whole time we were there. In the morning, it was frigid. I mean, it probably was around 20, right? And you and I didn't come prepared with, like, proper insulated hiking gear and coats.
0: Listen, here's... One of the few things I know for sure about Tasha is the window of which Tasha feels comfortable environmentally is like, it's like a six degree window. If it's not between 71 and 76 degrees, it's too hot or too cold. That's not You're true. like, if they needed to hatch a, you know, like an endangered species, <laughs>
1: I need an incubator, the, <laughs> a dino, you incubator. need an
0: incubator with the people where they put the little, uh, Rubber gloves on and poke through the incubator and barely touch it. And you would just be in the middle of that. Like, ah! That's you. That's how specific you need. So God forbid it's 48 degrees and we're taking a photo for seven minutes. You come back with, uh, you know, levels of hypothermia they haven't seen since, um, you know, the Donner party, you know, ate themselves. Uh, that's a specific reference, which I'm going to stand by. And um, anyway, it was beautiful. My photography skills. I mean, I have to say. Are we not? Are we not impressed with my photography skills or what? I mean, I've really you adapted did to the camera.
1: A great job at yep. the sand dunes, and you did a great job in what was that second part? Park Moab.
0: Moab. So, so let's continue the 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 trek. I don't know if people care about this, but this is what it is. So, we left uh, St. George Zion National Park and drove up to Moab, Utah. We've spent more time in Utah. Uh, that was the, the most time we spent on any well, part the of the road trip. most worship. national
1: parks. Kansas, get yourself a national park. Incentivize me to stay a night.
0: Listen, if you live in Kansas, drive over to Utah because fuck your state. I mean, <laughs> wow. What's going on here, you cornbread <laughs> hay fucks?
1: Hey, There's be enough... nice to Kansas.
0: I mean, we're going to go stop in Kansas City for dinner. I mean, That's I'm sure I'm... Missouri. Oh, <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> literally leave Kansas to go to your city. <laughs> Kansas City so much doesn't like Kansas, they moved to Missouri. <laughs> I
1: anyway, think there's technically both. I think
0: that'd be like saying if New York City was in Connecticut. No, New York City's in New York because it likes New York. Kansas City's in Missouri because it doesn't anyway, I beat that down. So yeah, we uh, Moab was amazing. That's where they've got the arches, you know, the red arches.
1: No, but, honey,
0: that's Yeah, that's Moab. Moab. What is that's Arches National Park in Moab. Oh, yeah, you're right. I am right. Thank you. And Jesus Christ, Tasha. And <laughs> we did a drive through there yesterday, took some photos. We found that, uh, you know, you've probably seen this in a bunch of basic bitches, like influencer photos. But we did those like where the, you're in the red rocks with like the skinny walls. You know, you did. we did that where you walk like through these like tiny little skinny wall red rocks. And then you find like the sand dunes, which are like laid out in this like little cove surrounded by this man, this, uh, you know, God made amphitheater of rock. I mean it's pretty cool. Yeah, really And we cool. did it in a, it was about 28 degrees, but sunny and you know we're sniffling and all that, but I mean really a good time of year to go. It's the trails aren't dog friendly, but they're totally cool if you leave your dog in the car and hey shut up you pita, you know weirdos out there?
1: Well, I mean, here's the... So the campgrounds are dog-friendly. There are certain areas of the park that are dog-friendly, but none of the trails in national parks beside uh, beside from a few... Aside from a few? Aside from a few paved trails, but those are very limited. Um, But like in arches, there isn't a single dog-friendly trail. But there are lots of little viewpoints and small hikes that you can do that are 0.3 miles, half a mile whatever where they've got a parking lot you can leave your pup in the car windows cracked and it's winter he's not going to overheat it's fine
0: and um, then we made it to and then you and then we cruised out of moab and made it to denver last night for dinner
1: yeah we did, did i miss anything no and you then you this pretty morning, much had, i mean you forgot the red cliffs in saint george so
0: oh that's fine it's all the same it's all red red rocks i don't think those exist anywhere else in the world It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to drive through because we're driving hours through them and you can only, you know, we're going to, we'll make some video content from it, but it's, it's just quite incredible what's out there.
1: And I'll put together a highlight of all the things that have been on my Instagram stories so far, because we do have some cute little clips. But man, are are we eating like
0: shit? We're I'm not gonna, doing terrible. Are you kidding You're me? You're doing terrible. The, f- the 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 worst
1: b- thing I ate was a couple of bugles and a bag of chips.
0: The the burritos at Kidoba, are they defy like rules of science. They I mean flour tortillas are not supposed to stretch like that, <laughs> and they basically just make a basketball out of it and feed it to you. And I'm just. And I well, ate every drip of it.
1: <laughs> you don't have to eat the whole thing. And also, you could have got a salad. I got a salad, and I feel great about it.
0: If, if a Mexican person came to the U.S. for the first time and went straight to a Qdoba or Chipotle, they offer the same girth. Although I might say Qdoba or Qdoba, either way, might be a uh, more spherical blob of rice and brisket. You know I mean? It is... And, I mean, it was wildly too much, and, I, and we did it the last two days. So I am, uh, am full-blown uh, not heading into 2020 at my goal weight, let's put it that way. But um, we'll be okay. We'll be all right. But right now, let's just get through the day. And then for, the di- for dinner every night, we've basically just been getting to-go food because we got the dog. So we're getting to-go food and bringing it back to the hotel. I'm eating all of the breadsticks. Tasha can't eat the breadsticks. So I got this breadstick addiction. I need somebody to knock them out of my hands, and I can't stop myself.
1: I can think of a little fluffer that will knock the breadsticks right out of your hand.
0: I i mean, I have no problem eating okay at home. I don't do this. But then the second we get on the road, it's like different rules.
1: It's, but it's not different rules.
0: And uh, let's transition into how much your Starbucks costs. I am am being bled dry, folks. Donate to the Patreon. By the way, thank you so much, Christian, for your uh, generous Christmas gift. We appreciate that so much. And thank you so much to everyone else who's a Patreon member that has been with us all year long. As you guys know, we've done Patreon now for 11 months. Some people come and go. We totally understand people's finances change. But for those that have stuck around, we appreciate you so much. We're uh, getting to release extra content and we hope you enjoy your soap. Um, I will say, Daniel in England, uh, I don't know when that soap's going to get to you. I put it in the mail. I got a receipt for it, but there's no tracking number. I don't oh, know Oh, really? When. Yeah, well, the tracking. Why? Because well, it's England? if I wanted to get the tracking number, it would have been $37 and it, so I was like I'm not they were like 200. Tra- I go no tracking number just get it there <laughs> and he's like it'll get there and I go I don't feel the confidence in your voice <laughs> I don't think you're confident at all it'll get there but I know um, Sophia and um, who else a couple others have already got theirs I hand delivered to uh, Jason and Vic uh, Vic gave us an edible. Thank you very much, Vic. <laughs> Nothing like uh, that's the most LA thing. I hand delivered my homemade soap, and in return, she gave me a banana and an edible. <laughs> we appreciate you so much, Vic. Um, I got to see her place, and it was like it reminded me of like the cool kids who live in Hollywood. You know, it's like a four-bedroom place, and it's just like it's all actors and musicians. Did you ever? You never lived in like a in like a big LA. Kind of brothel. Now it didn't look like a brothel. It looked totally fine. But you haven't lived in anything like that out here, have you?
1: No, I have not. A big old like a big house where there's a bunch of roommates. Yeah,
0: it's no. a cool spot. We should go over there and interview Vic for an episode. Okay. I was thinking that it'd be nice to interview some of our Patreon members. And I know some people don't even don't want to be on the on that side of the content. But I think it's all you know. You, you guys obviously have stuck around long enough to know this is all about a dialogue, and we ain't preaching shit that we know because we're. Oh, look at the sunset behind us. Not bad, huh? Oh. Anyway, the sun's going down here in Kansas. Even the sun doesn't want to stay you up need here. Need to
1: pass these cars or get over. I'm to trying to pass, them. I'm right.
0: going pretty fast. Um, anyway, so um, so yeah, where do we go to now? Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about. I was this is a this is a hard left transition, but I feel like we've I feel like we've discussed enough road trip. Well, and then by the next time by the next episode. Oh no! By the next episode, we won't have gone through the South yet, but we, we will be returning from our road trip along the southern route—Tennessee, Arkansas, all those southern states. So we'll have uh, we'll have to report back on the South. But so far, I've enjoyed this northern route. I mean, we've been lucky; we haven't had a, a one flurry of snow, you know, which has been very helpful for the drive.
1: I drove through all the hairy parts of Colorado.
0: Yep, very hairy parts of Colorado. That was that was a little a little uh, scary. Just because you're going 75 miles an hour and there's like, you know, three feet of snow to the side of you and like one, one bad you know, gust of wind and next thing you know we're going skiing, but um, it was fine. And uh, anyway, are you excited for Christmas? I sure am. What'd you get me? <laughs> What'd you get me, Tasha?
1: I got you a drone. You got me a drone. Oh, <laughs>
0: thank you. You got me equipment to shoot you with. Oh, I took a good drone video today. Really good drone video. Uh, I can't wait to share those with you guys. Um, what's your favorite Christmas present of all time? Go, uh, go buy like, go by like, ver- like as a child, as like a young, as like a young, uh, you know, but preteen, as a teenager, as an adult. What are your favorite Christmas gifts?
1: My sister and I got to share one year, and I I'm not sure if it was from mom and dad or if it was from Santa, but my sister and I got a present to share, and it was a Barbie Jeep. That was cool.
0: Was it a two-seater? Yeah. You both could sit in it? Yeah. Did you? How, were you good at sharing or were you completely a uh, We were pretty driver? good at
1: sharing, but here's the thing about those Barbie Jeeps back in the day. You could make it about three driveways Yeah, if before it's the downhill. battery you ran out and then you had to push it home.
0: And then the <laughs> sound it makes, it... <laughs> Yeah, so you really uh,
1: don't get to share your drive time.
0: I couldn't imagine. You, get, but you just
1: have to alternate driving between charges. Buying
0: one of those now with like lithium-ion battery technology would be amazing. Because that's funny that that's one of your favorite Christmas presents. Because one of mine was a race car I got when I was probably mm-hmm. like...
1: Like a remote control? Ni- yeah, eight
0: or nine years old. It was one of those... It had um, those military... Um, treads, you know, I don't know what it's called, but not wheels, but it had, you know, the treads. So uh-huh. it too long. You, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So it had that, but it was red, like
1: a, like a tank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like a tank, but it was a race car and it was a red race car. And it had maybe, um, the, the charging of it, you would have to charge a pre-made battery pack, but the battery pack was basically like double A batteries all taped together. So there's like <laughs> 10 of them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so that thing gets, uh, that thing gets to about a temperature of 6,000 degrees Kelvin, <laughs> which I don't know how that sounds hot to me. And you get, and you could ride it like maybe two laps. There was like, there was like two modes, like sport mode and then slow mode. So slow mode, you know, you're getting passed by squirrels and then sport mode. You, you can go to the stop sign and back and it's done. So I really lo- I mean, I really loved it though, except, you know, it takes the wind out of the sails when you got to return it right away. Whereas now the drone we have can literally fly for half an hour which is just incredible at 400 feet high or higher if you don't want to follow uh, federal aviation laws. Um, not saying I did that. Uh, not saying I didn't. But uh, that was my favorite pre. And I think that same year I got a hockey stick and a fishing pole. So I was literally out in Newport, Rhode Island in, on like a 30-degree day trying to do fly fishing in the backyard because I, I always like to test all of my toys. I feel like you're, the, I feel like you're different because when you buy things, you, won't, you, don't, you don't have to open them right away. No. So what is that about you that you don't have to open something right away? Well,
1: to be honest, it's that I don't like to open like if I get a package of new clothes, like I don't wanna them to I don't want them to get messed up before I wear them. So I like to leave them in the bag until what I'm gonna What about like a toy them. or something? When was the last time I got a toy?
0: We got you those sex toys. <laughs> you got you those. Um Pack of dildos.
1: I would I'm I don't know, I I don't think that that logic applies. But I think I just, I don't wanna like get something out and risk it getting damaged before I'm about to use it. I like to keep things put away in their box, in a closet, on the hanger until they're
0: warm. I went, I got, I think I told you this before we recorded. I got Sesame Street, this is a couple years earlier. I was probably sick, so don't hate on me folks. But I got like Sesame Street um, uh, roller skates. There might have been rollerblades. This is the early '90s. We don't know. You know what I mean? This is right when uh, you
1: said you were about six years old.
0: Yeah. So this is the early '90s, and um, I mean, I had to be six. Uh, there, w- there were Sesame Street, so they couldn't have been much older. But um, it was, you know, slushy and 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 puddles outside, and I'm tr- and I got the elbow pads and the knee pads, and I just I had to put it all on as soon as we were done opening presents and go out for a drive. You know, i feel like I've as much as I enjoy the the community of others, I love just like going out on my own and in roller skating at six and you used to be able to do that in newport i don't i don't feel like people are letting their six-year-olds go roller skating on christmas day anymore and i probably didn't what get out of the lane yeah
1: babe well, just tell me don't hit me well um i i can't understand how i am more aware of the cars behind you than you are you're the one in the driver's seat you have a rearview yeah
0: i have to focus on the front
1: keep right so what's your you what's your next favorite
0: gift once you've uh, mastered the barbie jeep
1: um, you mean in adulthood?
0: Yeah, That's one of my favorite. No, no, no. We went. That was your. That was your, young. That was your like, you know, before the age of ten. Now, what's your preteen one? Ten to thirteen.
1: This is hard. It's I hard. Mean, Think about it. What I, were you getting? But you're asking me on the spot. I don't know. I don't remember the things I got.
0: Did you know the difference between Santa Like, when did you find out about Santa?
1: I would say I was relatively young when I... I mean, I was definitely in elementary school when I was like, nah, Santa's not real. But I kept pretending like I thought Santa was real for a couple years, maybe more than a couple years, just because like I didn't want to hurt my parents' feelings
0: so you so you lied to you so you had did you find out from another student or did you just put it together yeah
1: i i'm sure it's kind of a combination of both somebody says at school santa's not real or a couple people say at school santa's not real and then you start putting the math together and i knew all my mom's uh present hiding spots in our house that we grew up in and so i would find uh you know, in October and then I would get it from Santa th- in December and First I'd be like... First
0: of all, mm. amazing for, of your mom for having presents bought by October. I feel like my mom was probably out on Christmas Eve looking for last... No, that's not true. My mom's worked very hard. Um, I never knew my mom's hiding spots though. But she would always... If I, 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 if I did find something, she'd be like... She would tell me it's for like some kid in an orphanage and then I'd just feel bad for the kid and then I would get it and I'd be like, well, fuck that kid. This is mine. This is my race car now. But your mom, but it's it, you're This is a perfect example of how you need to have such control over. You know, you you had to probably look through every present, just no. so you know. You like you don't. No, like not
1: at all. Listen, I, it it wasn't just Christmas present presents either. It was like Easter basket stuff. Like everything was hidden in my mom's closet and like a few other places. And I would stumble upon these things and. An elephant never forgets. When I would get these presents for whatever holiday later on down the road, it was like, "Okay, well, I saw this in your closet." So and the God Easter forbid your mom thought it.
0: that her own closet was enough privacy to store a present. <laughs> what are you doing, stumbling through her shit?
1: One of my favorite games as a kid was hide and seek, and so that's what happened. Is I would, I would. And let me tell you, I was a master of hiding places. I have the best hiding places in the world. I would climb to, like, the top of a linen closet, the top shelf of a linen closet, and then just, like, put the blankets in front of me, and I would never be found.
0: Just days later, they're looking for you, still. So <laughs> a couple
1: hours later, I'd be like, I think they quit the game, and I'd, I'd go downstairs dinner. to find them. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so that was your... So what about as a teenager? I don't know. Did your parents ever give you... Like, did they ever give you any teen-appropriate clothing? You're not teen-appropriate, but like...
1: No, I never go. I never was above the age of seven in their eyes. I would say even now, they're just now starting to come around to the idea that I'm an adult.
0: Are you, though? <laughs> Are you?
1: Doing my best.
0: We're podcasting in a Prius right now in <laughs> Kansas. Are we at Oh, rest
1: area, I could pee.
0: You want to pee right now? Well... We'll do the next one. We're in a for podcasting. You can't just do a rest area and podcast. You can
1: have a break. You um, can have an intermission. So
0: so what kind of gifts were they giving you as a teenager?
1: Uh, I would say still things that were like for a kid. I mean, I don't know. I was getting clothes or like whatever. I would ask for what I wanted.
0: I remember when I had to get my wisdom teeth out. I was a senior in high school because my brother uh, Jack was just born I, remember, I know that because when I was still on like massive like drugs, opioids not opioids, whatever they give you like massive painkillers uh, Jack was born like five days earlier so he was less than a week old and I was holding him as I was drooling and sleeping with giant puffy cheeks and I just remember they that they let
1: you hold a newborn baby
0: I couldn't move while you
1: were under the influence of hard drugs yeah,
0: that's the bond that I have with my brothers for sure, <laughs> there's a lot of trust there anyway, that Christmas I got <laughs> it and it's almost I <laughs> I almost have to be defensive and be like no I, my mom's a great mom and all that because it sounds like she's not because she is a great mom but she she basically put for some of my presents like the receipts of the dental bill <laughs> just so I knew she wrapped
1: your your
0: just so I knew and if people wonder where I get my guilt from just like she did that as her way of saying, "Hey, Dave, just so you know, I've spent a lot of my own my money on you so far. So you, while you might not have other gifts, this is why." But
1: I think that's as simple as a talk. I mean, I certainly had yeah. that before, where like I got like a bigger ticket item, and so there's only a couple of presents for me under the tree, versus my sister who has like 20 presents that are smaller ticket items.
0: Yeah, and I and I felt bad, and I, obviously I was 17 or 18, so I was like. I was like, mom, like what? Like, you don't have to do this. Like, I, don't, I don't even, first of all, and you know me, I don't, I'm not even a gift guy. I don't, well, like, I don't need gifts. Like, I, like, that's not how, oh, oh, let's, let's, this is what I've learned about you. And I've only learned this recently that you're, and, and again, and for people listening, let, like write in and let me know if this is how your family is. But I feel like your family, and again, my family's not perfect. My mom sent me a dental receipt okay, for Christmas. So don't think I'm saying this from some high place, okay? But your family doesn't say, hey, Tasha, I'm proud of you. I love you. And here are my examples why. They are really good gift givers.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just, everybody has their own love language, right? And I would say some of it is maybe... Uh, nature but a lot of it probably is nurture and I grew up in a household where like we weren't very vocal we didn't talk about our feelings we didn't do a lot of hugs that's just not how we were raised but we we like giving gifts and I feel like I've taken some of that into my adulthood as I really enjoy giving and receiving gifts I really enjoy the process of like picking out the perfect thing or like hunting down you know exactly what somebody wants all of that, I get great joy out of that.
0: Look, I totally get it. I got so much joy hand-delivering the Patreon soapboxes that I could, uh, even though that, that wasn't, you know, that, that, that wasn't like a like I was giving people soap because they've been such great supporters. So it wasn't even like I was doing a good deed, you know what I mean? Like I was doing a very normal thing. Uh, but I I do love the idea of just like giving without expectation of receiving. But also, it's just, you know, you, your mom's hounding you like, "What can I get Dave? What can I get Dave? Just tell me you think I'm doing okay at life." <laughs> Put that in a box. In a dental receipt if you can. <laughs> like I don't need socks. Or a leather jacket. I appreciate that. It's really cool. I do like you them. You love that I, leather
1: jacket yeah, you I wear it wearing, all the yeah, time. No,
0: I love all of that. And I love that that's their way of showing love. I just, it, this was the first year that it kind of hit me that I was like, oh, they can't. Because, again, I don't get many affirmations from my parents unless, like, they can really tell I need it. And I think it's important to give it to people before the well is dry. Like, you know, how about how about giving affirmations when people are doing okay? Hey, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see you thriving, and I think it's such a result of all your hard work. I mean, yeah, but
1: that's that's sort of like um, something in our culture too, right? The other day, a friend of mine posted a status about um, just kind of what she's been going through the past year, and it was the first I had heard that she might be having a hard time, because you see her post on Facebook and Instagram. She's got two young kids; they look so cute and so happy, and. You know, they're posting birthday party pictures and, you know, they just look like they've got it all figured out, there right? There really
0: is zero correlation between financial stability, financial wealth, uh, material wealth, and happiness. And but I'm
1: not even talking about finances. I'm just talking about, you know, like in our culture, we don't talk to other people about our problems. Certainly not strangers or like loose acquaintances because it's almost like putting a burden on them. It's even hard to talk to your close friends about things that are a problem. So a lot of people end up holding stuff inside and that breeds depression and whatever. I mean, yesterday when we checked into the hotel, the guy was like, how are you doing tonight? And I told him, well, we sat in some really shitty traffic for the past two and a half hours. So I'm not feeling that hot and Ever since then, I've been ruminating that he thought that I was a mega fucking bitch because I didn't just say, great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's one of those no, things that... No, but you didn't...
0: You didn't it, it's okay to express your feelings without, like, sapping, like, being a, an energy vampire. Have you ever heard that term before? Energy vampire? Yes, I sure and, have. And again, don't get me wrong. We all possess the ability to do that, but I don't think that was a case in what you were doing. I think, I think you having... You ruminating over feeling guilty about that scenario proves that you're not the type to like negatively affect others in a way that's substantial to the universe. I
1: just, I continued to feel like I should have just said great and put a smile on. But my point is, is that our culture is not one that really talks openly and honestly about our feelings. If someone says, how are you? You say fine. That's just how it goes. You don't say, well, uh, you know, I'm dealing with a lot right now. Um, because it's like opening up a can of worms and it makes people nervous and it makes people step back and they don't want to be around you. Like you've got well, something is wrong. Is it
0: wrong to find the positives? Cause I know sometimes like if you're having a bad day and I try to like tell you the things to be grateful for, that's not necessarily going to help you, you know, like we have a, like, but, so, but sometimes like, um, when we got the flat tire, I was like, babe, I can't tell you how grateful I am that this flat tire came in a town. Which, in either direction, has 250 miles of desert. Yeah. So... There are moments where, while it might sound crazy to be like, you know, there, there's this one joke where this guy uh, gets uh, at a shooting range, the bullet ricochets off and hits him in the middle of the head, and he and the guy says, "I'm the luckiest guy alive," and everyone else is like, "No, a bullet ricocheted and hit you in the head. You're the most unlucky." It really is perspective and how you look at things, but it's important to like not be an energy vampire while also feeling your feelings.
1: A post about this um, really recently it was like an infographic that was sort of the definition between like um oh what's the right word for this like a fluffy sort of overly optimistic like sort of like uh I'm just gonna have to find I'm gonna have to share it on the Instagram so you guys check the Instagram in the next couple of weeks At the dot sap. um but it was like the difference between sort of like a superficial um false positivity and like a grounded sort of glass half full spin on positivity, like a more honest approach to positivity. Like, Hey, maybe, you know, we're like, it sucks that we got a flat tire, but at least it was in this town where we had, we were able to get it fixed. quickly.
0: Yeah, exactly. In bigger picture, at least we have the ability to travel and and have our health. And when you look at like little spikes up and down, it's important to look at the overall trend. And if you're having like months of bad, of negative things in a row, the trend is downward and you need to adjust. But like, uh, you know, like Petra says from the perfection detox, you know, feel your feelings, but know that in ruminating in them, you're gonna start you're gonna start negatively affecting others and that's when you that's when you've probably gone past processing and moved and it's like knowing when to process your feelings, do whatever mantras and lion's breaths and things and, and shouting that you need to do.
1: Well, and that's and also when the real honesty comes in super handy. Because like when you're honest with your perspective, you're like, okay, this thing isn't great but it could be a lot worse so you know i'm okay with how things turned out that's when like that sort of radical honesty with yourself instead of like not everything needs to have a spin and i think a lot of times we kind of put a spin on stuff like oh this sort of inconvenient thing happened worst day ever hashtag worst day ever yeah or like i have the worst luck like having that sort of um attitude doesn't get you anywhere but neither does having like that superficial positive attitude either. Hashtag blessed. But honestly
0: that flat tire was a nice little challenge for us because that was what three days ago now Mm -hmm. and we've recovered very well. I mean we were still able to make it to all of our destinations and even get, get there with a little daylight. Yeah. When
1: we pulled into this tire shop, there was nobody else there. Remember when we had to get your tire, your flat tire fixed? Um, outside of Tahoe. Tahoe, yeah, it took hours. And it took hours. It was a busy tire shop. It wasn't that busy that it should have taken so long. These but guys we really were waiting there these guys were sitting in a hours.
0: lawn chair as we pulled up, waiting for work.
1: And by the time we left, there were probably four people waiting. So it's Do you nice, remember? yeah, and it's exactly. We got exactly. very lucky.
0: And it's nice to see. It's nice to see a situation where you go, wow. I couldn't control and don't get me wrong, there are scenarios in which I could have not gotten the flat tire, <laughs> but I'm not but aside from that, I can't control that this tire's not holding air. How am I gonna react? Control you cannot and that's what's yeah, you can't
1: change your circumstances, but you can manage your reaction to your circumstances. And then
0: get rewarded for how you react because it's never as big a problem. It's never as big it's all just sort well, it's of just like part
1: of life, right? Having our limbic life
0: system tested
1: is going to present us with challenges. What's
0: Always. the worst Christmas gift you ever got? Was it the suitcase I got you last year? What's the worst Christmas gift? You know, gift?
1: it's not about the gift, baby, but when you didn't order me a gift in time because you weren't thinking about it and you put it off to last last minute. The, it yeah. feels shitty to not have anything to open on Christmas morning <sighs> from the person you love.
0: Well, the biggest, oh, honey, uh, that was really sad, but I, you said you loved me. <laughs> the biggest problem was I didn't. I had I had got grown accustomed to the one day shipping in LA, and then you realize you're in Kentucky and they don't have a. Uh, distribution center, you know, next door. They literally
1: do, babe. All of our packages, Uh, 50% of the packages that come to Los Angeles come from a distribution center in Arizona, and the other 50% come from a distribution center in Hebron, Kentucky. So you listeners, check your Amazon packages, and I guarantee that a good portion of them come from Hebron, Kentucky. All
0: I'm saying is Daniel from Sussex, England, is going to get his soap before that package came in and uh, you know, it's Christmas week. I I tried to order on like December 22nd. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. But, uh, and again, you're not wrong, but also it wasn't for lack of love that, that it's, it's a challenge for me to plan all these things. You
1: are a major procrastinator. That's one of your personality flaws. babe. It took you five and a half years to propose to me (laughs) after talking about it (coughs) for 5 years.
0: But in some ways I'm really good. And we talked about this with ADHD and just the idea that if you don't see how something pans out, it's hard to accomplish it.
1: Well, if you can't see the finish line, it's hard to know where to start.
0: And 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 I and I can't so for me that then might not make sense now, but I, I've got muscle memory for working out, knowing if I just put the steps together, the working out, I'll get my body into the shape I want. I've got muscle memory for things like writing a stand-up bit where I go, okay, let's just start trying to get, you know, like how many times do you think, oh, geez, I, I've got nothing funny to say, and then, you know. But uh, I do
1: think that if it's important for the people in your life that you manage something, according to their standard, sure. that it's your responsibility to learn to live up to that standard. And we're not talking about in everything, but like I have learned and you have learned mine love languages. And I have done my best to communicate with you in a way that fills your love well. Right. It doesn't come naturally right. for me to give affirmations. I wasn't raised in a family that gives affirmations, but I've tr- tried my best to learn to do it it's a work so that in I progress. can give those things those compliments freely you know that my love language one of my love languages <laughs> is gifts and so you know if it means like trying to you know train yourself on our anniversary or birthday or christmas to like plan a little bit in advance
0: but i'm i'm really good at give, at like Side of the road gifts, like just random shit, where I'm like, oh, this is cool. She'll love a cinnamon broomstick. Yeah, or, this but is there's, g-. you know, like I'm I'm always since before we were dating, I packed before we even started dating, like two months before we started dating, I packed you. So that was six years ago. This week, you asked me to watch Boon, and I did, and I made you a little bag of like an Us Weekly and some chocolates yeah, and some gum, and I gave you a little. A little Christmas uh, bear you probably didn't save.
1: It was a penguin.
0: I gave you a Christmas penguin? Did yeah. you save it?
1: I think I still have it.
0: You're damn right. So you want to talk about knowing gifts. I know how to make somebody feel special. But also, uh, that was the first of five years where the gift didn't come in time. But I'll tell you this also. You know, it, it ain't easy as an in-law. Let me tell you something. When we're at my family's in Rhode Island, we're hopping around. doing. When we go to Kentucky, we're home. So I fully expected that I was going to get you this Christmas gift, the jewelry box, and it didn't come through. Now, I was able to get it a week after Christmas, and, and your other Christmas gift came on the 26th, but of course... Of course on Christmas morning I we I should have figured that out beforehand. I should not have expected that in Kentucky I would have been able to do a Christmas Eve shopping to find a very specific item. You are right. Your Christmas gift this year, you are going to love. I can't wait to I t- I can't wait to talk about it. It's funny, it's expensive, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's I mean I would not have spent this much money on something and I It's I don't, funny? I you don't, got me a joke. It's Hilarious. Kids? I wouldn't have spent this much and I don't I don't mean to say that in a guilty way I think it's an investment for for you and for us kind of like the drone is I think they're both investments into what we want to do and I think that's what a good gift is is like you're, in, you're like showing somebody you're, you're giving somebody the tools no, and again a good Christmas gift can be you know bath bubbles or whatever you know
1: uh, a good christmas gift is thoughtful i think but is what you're but
0: in and again like you know the peloton commercial that didn't do well it's like she could have been begging for a peloton he wants to make her happy she gets to ride the peloton and have a dopamine dump and just be super excited the thing Fuck was it.
1: she said on the commercial that she was
0: nervous <laughs> yeah she looked nervous she had nervous eyebrows <laughs> that's on her for getting those nervous eyebrows <laughs> but the but but yeah so christmas gifts i mean it's it's like yeah, I, I, I like giving them. My family's always been very generous. We we've always exchanged gifts on Christmas. It's not like we don't do that. But I just know I've just noticed with your family that that's how they share their love, and I get that. But also, I wonder if like your dad or your mom w- would receive love in other ways that they're that that your whole family's not really providing. Your sister's very good at hugging everyone. Like your your sister's very lovable. So this is no criticism towards anyone. She actually is probably this most similar to me. I feel like as like as like kind of kind of like second athletes. child. Yeah. Second
1: child and athlete actually. Yeah. You Both have that I in common. I've thought of all she this. She played lots of team sports. Competitive. And, and soccer players hug and slap each other's butts. Oh yeah. I never did that. I didn't learn how to hug and slap butts.
0: Oh man, we stick our finger in each other's asses. <laughs> I mean, we really uh, just wet that towel and snap each you know when you when snap you snap somebody's snap bum. somebody's bum with it for sure. Um, but so I, I do have a lot of similarities but but then again I don't think any I don't think relationships and I know you, I know you kind of have a very fatalistic way of whenever we have a fight you think oh we're not meant to be and it's and I look at the other way and I go I don't want to marry myself we would be too happy. <laughs> we, we would just compliment each other. <laughs> Looking good over there, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> Looking too bad yourself, there, rock star. Is that a thick dick or what? I don't know. Well, I I'd get. I I'd probably. Well, I don't want to say I'd get sick of it. Like I've got this toxic need to fight because I don't want to fight. But we do. We we are abrasive in certain ways, and it's important to sort of um, give extra caution in those instances. I mean, look. By no means. You know, we I, I commend you for how we dealt with the flat tire. It might seem like a easy fix for somebody else, but w- there was a lot of stress and anxiety to get on the road, and you did a very good job of zeroing in on finding solutions and not placing blame, because that could have, you know, that could have been you could have blamed me, and you and we kind of and you did in a <laughs> fun way, but you at least helped you at least helped the immediate situation in getting things solved
1: maybe I'm a problem solver.
0: I appreciate that. And you, but I am too. Like I, like I'm, a, I'm never looking at like who did what I'm like, let's get ourselves out of the danger zone. And then we can discuss this all later when we're in the hot tub. But right now we need to figure this shit out ASAP because time's a ticking and like, you know, let's,
1: well, and the, it's sort of funny because I feel like that's um, at least for us and, and probably for other people too. The bigger the problem, the sort of easier it is to like swing into action. You know what I mean? You can put whatever like pettiness or problems you might have aside in order to find a solution because of the sort of like gravity of the situation or the severity of the problem. It's the little problems where I think you and I could really use some work.
0: Right. It's like the sort of
1: trivial things, but... But because they're trivial, I I don't know. You don't have that same sort of, like, adrenaline rush that puts you in problem-solver mood. I
0: mean, the adrenaline rush, you know, we talk about flaring the limbics, and it can be in a negative way, but we're also talking about, you know, the brain's sharp. The processes are, are on. It's like, all right, let's get out of this. And I don't mean to, like, glorify a flat tire. There's people fighting wars and other instances that are way more fight or flight. But it is important to know when, like, when, when, when the, you know, we're late for an event and you've changed your dress for the seventh time, uh, sorry you did, uh, I'm not trying to rush you in, in a way to like stress you out, but sometimes I'm in like producer mode where I'm like, uh, I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm the assistant director trying to like get us at the door on time so we can go to the next thing and, the, and those are the types of things that we have a hard time with, not necessarily the flat tires, but the little things and I don't know, maybe we should treat the little things like a flat tire like really slow down cuz we you, i mean i i know i've gotten yappy towards you but you, you i mean you're you're ready to fight some some of those instances when like i'm sitting around and you're still doing your hair and i'm like honey we're late and you're like well Rah!
1: can i just touch on this i feel like um in our flat tire problem solving zone we both are being very uh conscientious. We're being very detail oriented we're being very active in our participation in towards this end goal of problem solving And sometimes with the more trivial stuff, I think that's where I feel like a little bit of resentment is like, I feel like I'm the only one that's thinking about X, Y, and Z, and you're just floating along. So like, say we're trying to get out the door, and yes, I've changed my dress a couple times, and I'm trying to put on makeup, and I'm also managing you, like, hey, uh, have you walked the dog? yes and no oh hey can you do this thing hey can you do that thing well that's things a bad that are, example because no, 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 i'm no, always
0: but, on top of the well, dog i'm, just, I'm and, talking
1: about the checklist of stuff that's going to get us out the door and i know there have been times where i've mentioned to you like all this stuff is going to need to be done before we can walk out the door and i'm doing a bunch of things and i come out and see you like looking at the patriots highlights on your phone
0: tb12 division champions 11 years in a row
1: but you understand what I'm saying? And so part of, or like, for instance, when we pass the exit where like I wanted us to go to take a photo, you know, it's like, why am I the only one thinking about these things? I want us to, I guess what I'm trying to say is that be us, the both of us being really sharp and active and conscientious about our end goal, I think makes us better. As people and as partners.
0: I hear all that you're saying and I agree with you. I will add, though, that I do not perform well when there's a microscope on me looking for things I'm doing wrong. But
1: nobody's looking for things that you're doing wrong, babe. You used the
0: hard D word on me a few for, uh, a few too many times this trip. What's hard D? Dave. Dave. you're like listen here dave and i'm like whoa (laughs) you don't get to use that on me you you use my first name pretty hard on me a few times
1: but my point i think stands that like I, i i'm not trying to micromanage you at all but sometimes you put me in a position where honey you're going five miles per hour under the speed limit you know this right (laughs)
0: <laughs> Are you proving my point? <laughs> I think you're proving my point. You guys hear that one? Oh,
1: my gosh, babe. Put on cruise control. Well, we're low on
0: gas. We got 133 miles All right, this is a good left. place to stop Now, let's gas. go to the next one. Cause what are we How have do we time know? Where oh, we're, the at next an hour, we're at an hour be. already.
1: Let all me right. wrap up my point. We wrap up your point. Is we'll that get guess. I never want to micromanage you. I hate micromanaging. I don't like being the manager of our family. That's emotional labor. I don't want to do that. And if you don't want me to be on your back about stuff, all you have to do is be on top of stuff for yourself.
0: I I, I hear your rationale, but you're also saying, Dave, if you don't want me to over o- like overanalyze and nag you, you have to be more like me.
1: No, I'm just saying step it up. and <laughs> yeah, step it up to be more like you. No. But which if y- ga-
0: where's gas left?
1: I would say left. That was where all the lights were.
0: Yield sign. Is this is this a, this is weird. Oh, there's a green light here. Jesus, wow. Lord. Well, it looks like I'm going the wrong way. This is
1: really weird. I feel like Yikes. I feel like
0: this is the end of... Oh. Which, by the way, we never got... We have to get out of here, but we never talked about the thin ice. Talk about a thin ice in a relationship. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We went out on a frozen lake, guys, with the drone... And, it st- and the lake started talking to us. And it was saying, get the fuck it off It gurgles and lake. bubbles
1: and cracks. And it's amazing sounds to hear. It was really, really no, cool. No, you,
0: you, for a moment there, you were like, you Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, we were, it was right before we were about to get off the ice. And you had told me to like walk and have, you were going to have the drone follow Boone and I while we were walking.
0: Meanwhile, I had like, oh, I can't make a left here. How do I get down there? There must be a turn here. Sorry, folks. Down there. Um, I I I am okay. Look, if I fall through ice, I'm okay. I had three. Ca- I had your camera phone, my camera phone, the G7x, and a drone in my in my hand. If I go down, I'm ca- Like all of Christmas is going with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the footage on me. I've got you and the dog. That's what and, you were really worried about. Well, I mean, honestly, like I, di- I, I I'm just saying. I I've, you you know this like f- I've spent many New Year's days. Going swimming in the cold Rhode Island. you like, I'm a polar bear. I can I, I'm okay. But I was very worried for the three of us because I could save us but like the dogs flopping around. I mean this this was a danger zone and even all It was
1: very thickly frozen ice. Everyone who's <laughs> listening thinks that we did some sort of risky venture. There were lots of groups groups of people out there ice not fishing. Near, not near us though. They were ice fishing with like like drills to bore through the ice. Look at the look, at the name of this, look at
0: the name of this gas station say it what's it called
1: Sap Bros oh that's <laughs> we cool we should take a selfie here we for the should. photo okay. it's
0: spelled differently but it's Sap Bros we'll
1: look at it um, go we gotta check ta- it out on Instagram we gotta get out
0: of here but um, I hope our road trip didn't bore anyone to death and um, we're, we're one episode left before the year's over write in let me know how 2019 went sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com and please do I'm not just saying it please write in and let us know um, again thank you so much Christian for your donation your uh, Christmas gift towards us we gotta get you some soap and for all of our Patreon members I hope the soap has arrived or is coming and if anyone wants to be a part of the Patreon moving forward we would absolutely love to have you. It's um, patreon.com slash the sap p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash t-h-e-s-a-p brand new content all the time. I'm going to record an episode this week in Kentucky and get a little more personal and uh, we have so much... Uh, Uh, In store for you guys. Tasha's just started her new TikTok account. TikTok. Um, She's got a TikTok. Uh, We feel really old saying it, but get on TikTok and check out Tasha. She's been
1: honestly. I am in love with TikTok, and it's so much fun and so addicting. And I passed. 100 followers today it's pretty impressive yeah and i had one video like go sort of mini viral it's not viral at all but it got over 4,000 views it made me really happy
0: I'm, I'm happy for you and i think i think it's a good creative outlet to like dance a little bit have fun collaborate i think it's fun for you to like to try not you know to not worry about being like so serious like a lot of you yeah know, instagram,
1: instagram is a little more curated uh tiktok is a lot more raw
0: so what's your tiktok account
1: tasha underscore Courtney.
0: Go check her TikToks out. And of course, if you haven't heard already, I've got a project called Hollywood Posers on YouTube and uh, we're getting some love for that. I think it's going to be a big deal. Me and my buddy Channing past podcast guest uh, do play by play commentary of strangers taking Instagram photography. Uh, episode five, our latest episode, we uh, pretty much do play by play commentary of a guy trying to learn how to take photos of his girlfriend. So that's a ton of fun. Again, just go to Hollywood Posers on YouTube to check that out. And um, anyways, I think that's it for us. We're in Kansas, we're heading to Kansas City, Missouri for dinner. And um anything else? That's we it. get it all? all uh, it much love to you guys and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh on behalf of Tasha Courtney. I'm Dave Neal. Bye everybody. <laughs> the